You're listening to the K-Pop Cast. We are a K-Pop podcast. We review K-Pop, the latest songs of K-Pop. We provide recommends of what to listen to. We also talk about trends within the genre. I'm joined by my recurring show host. It's Supermatic, resident K-Pop B-Boy here in the building. Hello, hello. Thank you, Peter. What's up to all the listeners out there? How y'all doing? Hope you're having a good night. And, uh, of course, I am uh, here with DJ Peter Lowe. DJ resident. <laughs> Peter Lowe. <laughs> Resident K-pop DJ here in the Bay Area. How are you doing, Peter? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking that. So for this episode, guys, we're going to be doing another weekly segment. We're going to take a deeper look into Taeyeon's Make Me Love You. Mm-hmm, that's right. But uh, before we get into Taeyeon, Peter, I got to ask, yeah. what's the cream of the K-pop this week? <laughs> and uh, we might not stay with that phrase. <laughs> we might change that. But essentially, what are the topics that... We recommend you, mm-hmm. our listeners, check out that might not be at the top of the charts. So for me, my top pick, I'm like cheating this week, <laughs> because if you listen to my last, our last episode, uh, we talked about it in the Seawolf Fairy episode with Tamar Harmon. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about Red Velvet's uh, Seventh Day, Seventh Night, or um, One of These Nights, mm-hmm. I got hella emo. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I was editing that episode, I was like... Wow, this is a really good song. Mm-hmm. So even though it's an old song, it came out in what, like 2014, 2015 or something? Around there, yeah. Like, I am really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've reviewed Red Velvet songs. Mm-hmm. And I think we said at the time, like, man, everyone loves Red Velvet for the red aspect yeah. of the song. So Red Velvet being like the pop and the smooth, so like you know, the pop hits and the ballads. Yes. And like, who ever, who who actually cares about the velvet ballads, right? <laughs> yep. But I really like the ballads now, mm-hmm. and so that's why it made a top pick for me because Ooh. for me it's like, wow, I'm actually liking the ballads <laughs> for once. As we reviewed in the Seawolf Fairy episode, yes, we learned from Tamara that it has meaning in terms of what it meant to respond to the Seawolf Fairy incident. Mm-hmm. But also culturally, in terms of the fairy tale that it references. Mm. So, if you're not familiar, there's this Korean fairy tale about a, a, a deity who has a daughter, and this daughter, you know, looks across the universe outside her window, window and she sees this hot boy, <laughs> this hot farm boy who probably has like, you know, nine rows of abs or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm only guessing, that's probably not in the fairy tale. But anyway, she sees a guy and she, she falls in love with him. And the guy, you know, falls in love with her. And uh, as they fall in love with each other, they start to neglect in their duties. Like the guy neglects taking care of his farm animals. The, the, the daughter of this god in the universe doesn't continue job weaving. And so Big Papa God Universe says, hey, you know what? You kids got to do your job. And uh, he says, you can only be together. And this is after, after they've gotten married. You can only be together for one night for the seventh day on the seventh month. Uh, imagine that. You're married to someone, but you can only be with them one night a year. Yeah, exactly. So the fairy tale is that on that, that day, that night, all the crows and the magpies, they, they form a bridge across the Milky Way. <laughs> and uh, these two lovers, they walk and they meet. And that's why, you know, they... Uh, yeah, that's, that's the fairy tale. Mm. Hearing both that fairy tale and the Seawolf fairy response, you hear it in the song. Mm. A slight twist on my top pick. I like the Joe Millionaire version uh. of this. Joe Millionaire, who's a producer, 
produces for a wide variety of different musicians and artists. But he actually produced other big SM hits like uh, CBX's or EXO CBX's uh, Hey Mama. Oh, okay. So this is like, you know, a serious, you know, mm-hmm. SM producer. And Joe Millionaire, his version of the song adds a lot more of the lower ranges. It adds that deeper bass. Oh. So it becomes more of a jazzy R&B song. Mm. And I just love that mood. <laughs> and so it's just thick and heavy for me. So check it out. It's Red Velvet's One of These Nights, the Joe Millionaire version. Awesome. Thank you, Peter. That's yeah. definitely a slightly older hit, but for people who may not be familiar with it, definitely worth it checking out. I mean, I'll, I'll vouch for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, for me, one of my top picks is actually a new hit from a group that recently came back, a yes. guy group. Funny enough, both my top picks are from boy groups that are down a member. Because I did not realize that Teen Top uh, lost a member between their last comeback and this one. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but yeah, my first top pick is the newest from Teen Top, and it's a song called Love Is. And man, it, I just, uh, the chorus is so easy to get stuck in your head once you hear it. I mean, they, they say it in the first line of the song. You hear the piano, and then you just hear that awesome vocal from the leader just like i can't hit the high note but he basically says love is gone away and uh-huh. right from there the bass kicks in and then they've got the heavy synths and the kicks and this is just a straight up dance track and yep. honestly i love it like yeah even though the song you look at the lyrics and the content it's more emotional because it's talking about losing a love that you really valued the the beat of it you just like you can't help but want to like bob your head or dance or something like it is a dance track which is a nice juxtaposition against that emotional content of the lyrics yeah i think what prevented me from making that song a top pick for me this Mm. week was that to me it felt very 2010 yeah but what's (laughs) so funny is that i'm like didn't they make other stuff like this before Mm -hmm. they didn't exactly well not exactly yeah (laughs) what it was was I was getting it confused with all the K-pop remixes that were coming out around ah, that time. And okay. there were teen top remixes that sounded just like this song. <laughs> so, well, who knows? Maybe they went back, they were looking at their other work, and they were like, hey, all these remixes came out of our old stuff. Let's embrace it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that could be it. But mm-hmm. to me, it, it felt just a little, um, okay, this is very basic Electro House. Mm. So that's why... I, I, I get what you're saying, Matt. Like, it, it's a good, you know, beat. But, like, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think what made it a top pick for me, I mean, just the song alone, I could definitely see how it's easy to get lost in that general umbrella of, like, EDM, da- like, high-tempo dance tracks. But well, it was very basic four on the floor, you know? Yeah. yeah. But when they came out with the choreography video and I saw the dance practice, like, I, I was hooked. Just seeing, like, the intricacies of all the movement that they hit and all the parts of the music and the beats that they're hitting with the choreography, like, I felt like they probably watched a lot of urban choreography 
for yeah. inspiration. I, I definitely see that yeah. in the choreography. Like, yeah. I, d- I wasn't able to find out who exactly was their choreographer because that, that information is not anywhere online I could find. Uh-huh. But just looking at it, I could definitely see influences from like other choreographers that have worked with other K-pop groups, such as Keone Madrid, who has done GOT7 and BTS. There's the Kenjas, there's Brian Puspos and Ian Eastwood who have worked with SM artists. So it's somewhere in between, like just in that vein. So good job to Teen Top. I mean, I'm sorry you guys lo- uh, lost a member, whatever, but great comeback. <laughs> Fighting. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, good pick, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I thought it was mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but my other topic, and get sorry, guys, for this episode, I'm I'm just doing like throwbacks. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't quite a deep throwback, but it's like a few weeks old. It's uh, highlights. Please, plus, <laughs> please don't be sad. Ah. And honestly, when this song first came out, we were actually looking at reviewing it, mm-hmm. and we just didn't get the opportunity to, just given the scheduling for for K-pop cast, yep. we didn't you know have the right time. But I've been playing this song in my DJ sets, you know, on Big B Radio or Ooh. whenever I play K-pop. And I just, I love it because it's such a happy, fast song. Ah. And, but mainly, like, I was listening to straight the instrumental version. Oh. Like, just the instrumental version I love. Hmm. Because it's, again, it's a fast-paced song that has a very basic, but very complimentary guitar chords combined with the fast uh, acoustic beat with the I don't even know how to describe the synths but it almost sounds like a voice that bow 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 and I you know it had me smiling and feeling good <laughs> and I could not be sad mm. listening to this song if you are listening to this for the song for the first time you can quite frankly ignore the music video and you can really ignore the lyrics <laughs> the only thing i got from the music video was right at the bridge of the song where the guy is playing um the arcade game oh uh, yeah and then like he's playing the arcade game and then all of a sudden the bridge hits the light spots spotlights down on him and then he gets lifted vertically oh <laughs> and to me like that's exactly how i feel whenever i get play of the game you know, and Overwatch is like, yes, I have that exact same reaction. You know, the lyrics, though, I mean, they're not bad. If you're a fangirl, this is the stuff you want to hear. It's like, hey, girl, don't be sad. Anything that's making you feel sad, I'll harbor and bear that for you. So tell me what's making you feel sad. And I love you when you when you're smiling and you look so beautiful when you smile. In fact, I even said something somewhat similar to that, although a lot more poetic when I proposed to my wife. So. <laughs> so it's got a little bit of that but I anyway the lyrics I thought were, were still okay <laughs> pro so, tip for everybody out there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's it's a happy song and mm-hmm. um, you know happy vibes only <laughs> please don't feel sad <laughs> Yeah. 
and just on that note, for any listeners who may not be familiar exactly with who Highlight are, some of you might have heard of them under their previous name, which is Beast or Batust, B2SD. So those of you who are familiar with Beast, if you weren't sure whether or not they're still around, technically they are just under a different name, Highlight. So feel yeah. free to check that well, out. It's, it's, it's a dig on one of their members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No longer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate the robes that they wear in this, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> it's I'm still gonna... a good song. Didn't, just don't watch the music video. <laughs> Pro tip from Peter Lowe. <laughs> For my other top pick, one that I believe like you and I were definitely in unison with, the recent comeback from Winner, they actually came out with two songs, but the one we're feeling more is Really, Really. <laughs> and pun intended, I really, really like this song. Yeah, yeah we're really, yeah. really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know tropical this tropical dance hall mm-hmm. genre is making a comeback. Yep. Uh, also, like co-ed, mm-hmm. right? Because like in the in the music video of the song, yep. we see the guys dance with all these different girls mm-hmm. of different ethnicities. Yes, I might that add, too. <laughs> but like co-ed is in for K-pop, and <laughs> let, let, let's just get that applaud, Matt. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like, like clap, yeah, clap. yeah. Good, good, <laughs> good job incorporating boys with girls in K-pop. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Boy groups need girls and girls group girl groups need guys. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, yeah, uh, definitely. I see it as like uh, what I believe you pointed out is how that whole dance hall sound seems to really be taking an influence. Because I mean, you listen to this and it sounds like something similar to what Card has been doing lately. You know, both their hits, yes, yeah. definitely uh, with Onana and Don't Recall, and then also uh, what was that other song you listed? Oh um, yeah, it was uh, Seven e- O'clock by Echo. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the other one on top of that, mm-hmm. in this song I love because before you just came here to record today, I was watching Jay Park music videos. Guys, ah. don't judge. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, Jay Park's uh, "Me Like Ya." Oh, I definitely know that song. <laughs> right, and and in my DJ set, maybe I'll make a, a mixtape just for the subgenre. But it's mm-hmm. like I feel like tropical dance hall. You know, it, it's uh, it's grooving, and people, millennials, Gen Z seems to like it. <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's just, it's one of those songs here that goes in with dance hall vibe where you just, you get up and you just groove. Like, that, when you hear people say, oh, get up and dance, you can think of different styles. Whereas with this particular one, songs like Really, Really, Cards Onana, Don't Recall, Me Like Yeah, it's like you get up and it's more of like a grooving where you just kind of like sway your body. Well, it's mid tempo. And, yes. and to get a little more technical as a mm-hmm. DJ, you know, you play songs at different tempos, right? Yep. Dance hall is usually around 110 beats per minute, usually mm-hmm. around there. It's also Moonbaton is also around that same uh, tempo. Yep. And that's right between the faster 120 uh, pop EDM hits that you get, as well as the slower hip hop, which would be slower, right? So it's right in between. It's in that Goldilocks zone. Yep. <laughs> so, And uh, I just got to say, like... Winner, funny enough, we covered them not too long ago on one of our uh, older episodes because there was that whole troubling time that they went through where they are also down a member, as I referenced earlier. Yeah. Shouts out and still supporting of a Taehyun. Yeah. Hopefully he's doing okay. Yeah. But that said, uh, good job to Winner and major respect to them for still pulling through and not just having a comeback, but having a pretty strong comeback, it looks like, because the offset of really, really compared to full is awesome. And really, really just seems to re- uh, to be a successful hit so far. I mean, there's different parts of the song that can get stuck in your head, different phrases you can pick out, such as right before the chorus when uh, 
when I believe it's Minho, Minho who goes Najuahe, yeah. and then it breaks down into the chorus. This is just a fun song overall. Yeah, and, if you guys um, couldn't tell, this was really close to being the top pick for the yes. week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I thought was really funny is that mm-hmm. they have um, the lowrider hydraulics yeah, in yeah. the music video. <laughs> And it's like, you're not going to get that in Korea unless it's YG, <laughs> right. you know? It's like Simon and Martina of Eat Your Kimchi fame. Mm-hmm. They once had a skit like, yo, yo, I'm gangsta, son. Like, where's the hood at? And like, it's like, well, the only hood is the YG building over there. <laughs> right. So, so I mean, we saw it with Big Bang and other stuff. Exactly. Like, they're the only label that's actually doing yep. or maybe toke appropriating hood. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I was watching JRE KML his reaction to Winner's really, really video not too long ago. And when they got to that lowrider part, he made the same comment. He was like, Is that the lowrider from Big Bang's Bang Bang Bang? <laughs> so, and Probably. I mean, it figures because they're both YG. So, yeah. But one last one I do want to make just about this song and also on your note with the whole co ed idea of like dancing and performing. Yeah. There's actually two different videos of this there's the dance practice where it's winner with their backup dancers in the studio but then there's another video which i think is like the choreography slash performance video but it doesn't actually have winner in it it's got the song but it's got all the ladies from the music video dancing more of like their urban dance gear and it spotlights them so they actually have their own different choreo compared to the mv yeah so good job to that for them putting out a separate video to highlight the ladies the backup dancers yeah i I mean that's the topic for another time like you know how how do you use backup dancers well yep you know how how much do they become a feature or Mm -hmm. or an asset but let's move on to the topic i mean what everyone is actually here for for this episode (laughs) it's funny because when we were trying to prep for this episode we're Mm -hmm. like okay what is that we really want to talk about and it was hard right i mean so many great hits coming out so again it's kudos to Taeyeon, or I should say, Yeon, <laughs> uh, for coming out on top. Mm-hmm. I I looked at as we were looking at it. I kind of looked at it with the same sort of like judging paradigm that you use for ballroom dancing. You look for all the imperfections mm-hmm. and all the other stuff, and whoever is the most perfect, <laughs> you have to put on top. And I I didn't I wasn't looking to put Taeyeon on top, but yeah. I as as I was looking at all the other hits, I was like, well. You know, this song is okay, but Taeyeon is perfect against all these other ones in these different ways. So that's yeah. why it makes it for our Daybuck Day or not. not review section. Make me kiss you. Not make me kiss you. Make me touch you. Not make me touch you. Make me want you. Not make me want you. Uh, okay, so let, let's kick this off. So mm-hmm. what, what actually happens in this music video, Supermatic? So we see Taeyeon in a bunch of really nice, like simple, basic, but really aesthetically pleasing settings. Yeah. We see her in different rooms. There's a scene where she's in a very nicely laid out flower bed. Yeah. We see her in a living room. We see her in kind of this uh, interesting hall with like doors and then lights coming in and out. It's, it's a visually stimulating video to watch, but really a lot of it is just 
close-ups of Taeyeon just being Taeyeon, being that's very really it. and yeah. singing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been some like you know theory, fan theory, speculations mm-hmm. like, oh well, maybe you know because she's with these roses or <laughs> she has these flowers on her face that this is a sign of her actually falling in love and opening into this room as her uh, opening up her love or mm-hmm. looking into it and then sharing it and feeling more comfortable. I think that's plausible, but honestly, and I felt the same way as we looked at um, Taeyeon's other song. Um, Was it fine or I got love? I got love. I got love. (laughs) Taeyeon and love, man. (laughs) (laughs) But Taeyeon's I got love, Mm -hmm. it's it's really just a spotlight Taeyeon's beauty, Mm -hmm. right? When I watched this, like I felt like... Uh, you know when you're in like film school or you're taking a photography class or yes. something and like you get an assignment like you mm-hmm. have to focus on like one feature or like yes. one new technique that you learned I felt like that technique was like like the teacher or the professor was like okay you've learned lighting make sure you like record a video <laughs> that goes through all these different ways of lighting <laughs> right and we saw Tion and like back with lighting backlighting so we have mm-hmm. a silhouette lighting we have front lighting we have natural daylight lighting <laughs> we have uh, side lighting we have interior lighting outdoor lighting we have lighting off of a reflection in rainbow lighting on, <laughs> on Taeyeon. So I, I feel like, honestly, when I was watching it, that's what it felt like. It was mm. like, someone really likes playing around with lighting on <laughs> Taeyeon. And it was done, in my opinion, just to show Taeyeon's more effeminate or feminine side mm-hmm. in a very more delicate, cute. Mm. All the recently releases we've seen from Taeyeon, it's all these different sides of her. Yeah. And this one was doing a sub category where we see Tian giving us all these different cute looks mm-hmm. that are the more delicate feminine cute looks. <laughs> yeah. Like an interesting contrast compared to I got love where she comes out fierce and she's like determined and flat out telling you like, Oh, I'm drawing you in boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this one. She's more like, Oh, like make me love you. Like, as he said, like cute and adorable, like delicate. <laughs> yeah, indeed. As you were saying earlier, Matt, like this looks at looks like it's just taken taking place in just one house mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of like the turn of the century housing but with the floor plan of these like roman or greek uh, baths ah so like <laughs> these very classic you know floor plans that you get mm-hmm. from like you know <laughs> the roman era quite frankly <laughs> I think they only did that just because they were trying to get the right shots. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That was just something that I noticed in terms of architecture when I was trying to look for meaning, but I, I didn't see anything mm. there. What did you think of the song? I mean, like, how would you rate the audio uh, portion of this? So the song, audio-wise, is probably like the part of it that I really do enjoy the most. I mean, for anyone who's listened to the K podcast before, we'll put it out there. I am a huge Taeyeon fan. She's pretty yeah. much like my queen, <laughs> my favorite in all of K pop. But that aside, because <laughs> I mean, but that aside, guys, yes, just when it comes to listening to this song, it it was really interesting for me because when I first heard it, the beat and just drawing everything in, and even the way that they arranged, like Taeyeon's vocal delivery and everything, I actually found myself thinking along the same lines as uh, a review I read online of Nick of the Bias List. <laughs> oh, dude, Nick. Okay, yep. yeah. So for me, it's funny because when I was listening to this, I was like, you know, this sounds really, really close to something you would generally hear on like American radio, like the way that the beat plays. And specifically when I was thinking about the arrangement of the song, like the way that the 
the melodies all come together. It sounds like something that Ellie Goulding would sing. Mm, I was going to say Alicia Keys or someone who does more of these, like, or even, um, you know, Katy Perry's Roar, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, these other songs like, you know, Mm. Belting, (laughs) I Am Woman, (laughs) and Let Me Build on This Ballad. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) That's what I heard from it, but go on, Matt. Well, because for me, what uh, the reason why I thought of Ellie Goulding is because the way that Taeyeon is uh, delivers the lines, like saying, you know, make me love you, like the her runs and stuff, and back against the instrumental, it gave me vibes of Ellie Goulding's uh, Love Me Like You Do, which she did for the Fifty Shades soundtrack, as well as her other song, uh, I can't remember it right now. Oh, Anything Can Happen. <laughs> like, if anyone's not familiar, you can go ahead and uh, check out those two songs if you like, and then compare that to Taeyeon's Make Me Love You, and you'll probably be able to hear what I'm talking about in terms of similarities. Because <laughs> Nick of the Bias List, when I was reading his review, he said very reminiscent of Ellie Goulding, and I was like, ah, Nick agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> or we were along that same train as lot. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, shout out to the to the Bias mm-hmm. List. In terms of how you would rate it, in terms of a one to five score, five being highest, how would you rate the the song, the audio? I wanted to give it a four, but the more I listened to it, the more I realized that it felt like they were kind of holding Taeyeon back a little vocally because when I realized that she doesn't have her usual signature, like one high note that she usually belts out, I was like, oh, well, she still does a good job, but I feel it like doesn't I'm, give that I'm punch. still hearing a high note, even if there <laughs> wasn't a high note in the song. Like, I, I'm just imagining it, like the way she belts her high notes from all her <laughs> other songs. I feel like you can just drop that into this one and it would work. Nah, that conditioning, because you're so used to it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But that said, I didn't give it quite a four. I gave it a really strong 3.9. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I have to give it a four. Really? Yeah. I wasn't looking to give it the score, guys. Like, I'm not a Taeyeon fan. <laughs> I'm not a zone. And it's almost out of reluctance that we reviewed this episode because I was critically looking at it like, okay, you know, is this song actually better than this song? I'm like, no, Taeyeon's song is actually better than all these other ones mm. that we, we did for our Cream of the K-pop. And I think with this song, it builds on itself in a very mm. strong, powerful way. Like... It, we're showing an image of a girl feeling um, very feminine, very delicate, mm-hmm. but it's a very strong, loud, booming mm. way to build on that with the with the acoustic anthem percussion and, uh. and the chords, accompanying chords. So it, it just builds on it. And there's no other way. I, I can't imagine them doing it any better. Mm. Okay. So that's why I have to give it a four. And maybe it could be better if they had one of those belting high notes, <laughs> but I've just become so accustomed that maybe I'm automatically incorporating that <laughs> into it in my playback, in my internal mental playback of the song. So it's a, it's a strong four for me. I don't give out fours lightly. Yeah, I know And I don't. wasn't even looking to give the song a four. <laughs> That's surprising for me. <laughs> I didn't even want to review Taeyeon <laughs> for like another like, you know, episode mm-hmm. again for Daybok or not, but here we are. Yep. Well, I mean, she is coming out with quite a few songs lately, so... <laughs> so, good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, good job, producer. Good job, Taeyeon, for being able to uh, have that versatility and, and presenting yourself in these ways, so... Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, the concept is another way that we review mm-hmm. our songs. The concept being what, Matt? 
the concept is where we go ahead and we take a look at the music video, what we thought of it, what the story was, if there is one, the whole idea behind the song, how it all meshes together, pretty much just what the visual presentation of, uh, of the song is. Because, right. of course, there's a song which you hear, but then there's also what you see. <laughs> you know, the whole eye candy, and there's a lot mm-hmm. entailed in the eye candy. We, we, we totally acknowledge that the concept means a lot of things. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the concept, how would you rate this song? So I ended up debating with myself whether I wanted to give this like a very high three-ish, almost a four, or just somewhere in that middle ground. Because again, as we prefaced, it's a fairly simple music video compared to what a lot of other K-pop comes out with. That said, of course, all the different ways of lighting that you went through, which I give them a lot of credit for because they found so many different ways to use lighting to have different ways of highlighting Taeyeon and her just looking beautiful in this video like she always does i give it a pretty solid 3.75 because mm-hmm. like for me when it comes to something i'm gonna give a four it's got to be a really dope music video there's got to be a concept a story a storyline something that just like really draws you in and has you hooked from beginning to end like you're just like there's almost no room where you just like you can pause do something else and then come back to the song <laughs> yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. it's transfixing and yes. you've got to maintain that gaze throughout mm-hmm. so that's a good point, Matt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm surprised I'm even saying that, considering that this is Taeyeon. Because usually, when it comes to Taeyeon, no matter what, I, my eyes will be glued to the screen. But I found myself at times, like even if I'm watching or I'm listening to this song, I'll pull up the video on YouTube, but then I'll go and do something else. Like I'm I'm not intent on paying attention to the video so much as I just want to hear the song. So that's why when I consider that element, the concept gets a lower score than the song does for me. Because when I'm comparing the two, the song is stronger. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair assessment. I guess I'm going to go just a little lower than you, Matt. I guess I, I would give it a 3.5 mm. out of 5. And, and that's that's not bad, guys. That's, that's like a debak, like thumbs up, mm-hmm. right? Like what would have completed it? Give me fuller... <laughs> you know for those who work in like public relations in the tech field there's this thing as like um the gartner magic quadrant and it's like you know this analyst firm describes who's really good based off of these different qualities what this lacks is completeness of vision mm. so it delivers mm-hmm. it has the ability to execute in terms of what we're saying earlier with this subgenre of delicate femininity. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, in terms of how they present that. The auteur, auteur or the mm-hmm. author uh, style of filmmaking for this music video, in terms of delivering that concept, was right on. Mm. Like, you can't do any better in terms of conveying or feeling that delicacy and that femininity in, in the concept. But what's missing in the vision is something uh, maybe I'm like too highbrow, (laughs) (laughs) making too much highbrow out of kitsch. But I think uh, I would have liked this more if there was something beyond that, that if it was trying to say something about it. Maybe it's just that when it comes to all the colors of the rainbow and there are the more kitschy things that I like for just being stupid, such as like AOAs. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Like I, I love that song because it's so dumb and stupid <laughs> and, it, and it's, it's got this dance to it. Mm-hmm. And it's that flavor of egg that I happen to love and mm-hmm. I rate highly. But this probably executes on that feeling and vision more. But because it's not my preferred flavor, I need something a little more intellectually stimulating to go mm-hmm. with it, I think. So that's why it's a 3.5 and not a 4 okay. or a 5. So... If 
they said something or if they gave me a story, I think I would feel more drawn to it. Yeah. That would have brought it up higher for me. Yeah. I'm totally with you there, Peter. (laughs) Yeah. So this week, a lot of great stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Taeyeon, like, imagine, like, you're in this coliseum, right? And all these different K-pop groups are coming into the coliseum. Maybe some are armed with, like, Morning Stars, maybe a trident <laughs> uh, or sword and a shield, right? Yep. And they all come in, and then, like, a battle ensues. Mm-hmm. Like, you can imagine this pile of, like, corpses and dead bodies. <laughs> and then at the top of that pile, you have Taeyeon. <laughs> this, you know, this delicate feminine girl with flowers, right? <laughs> at the top of that pile of corpses right <laughs> so even though she came out on top mm-hmm. and she's a winner of the coliseum uh is it daybok, daybok or not? not and daybok or not is our final concluding score if this is good or bad mm-hmm. so is it daybok matt uh, well for me it is i mean even though the video didn't give me as much as i would have liked uh, along the same thoughts that you did this song is great i've had it on repeat it's been in uh what what people will call an earworm for me like when it comes to everything that we were talking about to review this whole time the two main earworms i've had were this song along with winners really really so yeah for me this is actually the strongest earworm out of all these mm. and it's so funny because i don't even like this genre <laughs> of like belting ballads i really don't mm-hmm. it's not like if you give me a pick of songs right like so as a DJ, right, you've got to figure out what songs you're going to play tonight or or when the mood strikes, you're going to be like, I'm going to pull up this ingredient, this song, and I'm going to yep. insert it, right? It's not the spice I would throw onto the dance floor. Yeah. And, and not not because it's not even a dance song. It's just like if I had to pick like the ingredients to throw into my recipe, mm-hmm. I wouldn't pick it because I just don't like that flavor. <laughs> but this is like the saffron of K-pop, man. And... Like, I would have loved winners really, really a lot more. Like, mm. that's the sort of ingredient I play with a lot more. Mm-hmm. But uh, Taeyeon delivered. Yeah, for sure. So it's <laughs> Daybok for DJ Pilo. Awesome. <laughs> and make me love you. All right, so you've listened to the K-pop cast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Where can people find us online, Supermatic? So you can find us on Twitter at the K-popcast, T-H-E, and then K-popcast. And that is our official Twitter account. Along we just with made it, like, what, the other day? So yeah, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, Angie was telling me, like, you guys should probably get your own Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah. yeah can shout out Angie to Mills. Angie Mills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can find us there on Twitter as well as each of us individually. I'm at Supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Um, guys, I've been working on like a like a banger clanger mixtape I've been meaning <laughs> to put out. I've noticed that people have been searching my Facebook page. I'm like, they're probably looking for my mixes and I haven't put any mixes out lately. So <laughs> I, I'm going to put that out. Mm. Just know it's coming. <laughs> yep. Uh, feel free to join the conversation with us. Like, let us know what you thought about these songs or any other th- anything else we covered on the show. You can tweet at us at the K Popcast or each of our individual handles, as well as hashtag K Popcast. You know, in, in conclusion, I, I'm not sure if Taeyeon's "Make Me Love You" was about 
like you will love me <laughs> you will touch me you will kiss me like i don't know if that was command or it's like or if it's like this really pervy like oh like you know i'm a objectified object for the male gaze to <laughs> to do this or i or if it was a uh, taeyeon's plea to make you change as a human being it's funny because mm. not too long ago I saw this video about how to get out of this friend zone and what oh. was interesting to me it's like well you know what to get out of the friend zone it's not changing her it's changing your own mentality Ooh. how are you going to treat the girl who you treat as your friend versus those you want to seduce mm. so maybe Taeyeon was like seduce me boy <laughs> seduce me and with that good night everybody <laughs> yep. take care until next time <laughs> <laughs>